Dunlop, co-creator of Teen Brain Trust and one of the hosts of Hope Punk Parenting Podcasts. This is a short-form podcast for anyone raising a teenager. Teen Brain Trust brings together a community of mental health experts, neuroscientists, educators, and parents like me in short-form audio to demystify adolescents, help adults build better relationship with their teenagers, and empower the next generation of changemakers. Today's episode is part one of a series on the college process we'll be doing throughout this year. Applying for college is a major event. Every adolescent who chooses to go through this process faces challenges that they've never faced before. As parents, we want to be able to support our kids through this process as best we can. That's much easier to do when we know what our teens are actually dealing with. And unless you're very, very lucky, your teen probably doesn't open up about precisely what it is they're dealing with on a regular basis. But you're in luck. We've got two brave teens, returning guests, Samantha and Kyla, who are in the midst of this process. They have agreed to do a series of interviews with us throughout the year to give us insight into what the modern college application process is like, how they feel about it, and what advice they have for parents who are supporting their teens through it. Kyla and Samantha, we know you are rising seniors, <laughs> and yeah. it is now August. So how do you feel at this point when you're about to dive into the college process? Talk to us a little bit about how you guys are feeling. Stressed, very stressed. It's really overwhelming. There's just so much to deal with for each college and just like for the process in general. Yeah, definitely. I'm feeling very stressed and just sort of trying to figure out how I want to proceed because everyone has their own individualized um, understanding or way about like starting the college process and what that looks like to them. And I've like spoken to a lot of friends and we're just like starting this essay or starting this supplement or starting this part of the common app. And I think it's definitely all of us just sort of being like, okay, we got to start now. And I know our school does give us time in class, like in our English class, the first six weeks to work on our essays. But I think we're all sort of knowing that that's not going to be enough and starting now. Just the advice that I've gotten from, from like seniors before is to start it over the summer, because if you start at the start of the school year, it's just like everything at the same time. So I think that's kind of been the common understanding from the people that I've talked to about this process. So it sounds like you started your college app essay already. Um, how has that process been for you guys so far? Yeah, so I have been doing the supplement essays first, which is very school specific. And you're doing research on that school and it's sort of the why that school. And I find those to be a lot easier than the common app that I've been brainstorming for because it's less abstract. With the common app, you sort of have to pick out pieces of your like entire 17 years of life and what stands out and kind of pitch yourself and pitch your morals and your values. And I'm definitely finding that to be a challenge. I'm kind of doing it the, the other way around. I started with the, the main personal essay because I'm finding that it's, I haven't toured too many schools yet. Uh, so I don't know a lot about a lot of the like individual schools and what makes them different from one another. So for me, the individualized responses for each school, like the supplementals, have been a little bit more difficult for me to think about. So I've been focusing on the, the personal essay. That's where I'm at right now in terms of the common application. 
So it's great because you both are approaching this process completely differently, which is great because it speaks to that there's no one right way. So I have questions for both of you. (laughs) So Kyla, I'll start with you because Samantha, I completely hear you when you're saying that the Common App is so abstract. So let's start with that. So Kyla, how did you begin to approach writing the Common App? Because I do think it is really abstract and hard to kind of take your interests and your morals and put it all into one essay. So give us some insight of how you approach that. Well, I, I'm, I'm no expert at all in the slightest. It's super complicated working on it. It's, it's not like I'm anywhere near finished. Like I have a draft kind of, and an idea, like that's just where I'm at. The, the one thing that I knew about the process before going in is that the personal essay, like it's pretty obvious it's personal just what I started thinking about was what makes up who I am as a person. And then like, what did I feel was most important to add to my application? Um, and for me, that was anxiety. So that's what my like idea is so far. And then I went from there and was thinking about what I could connect it to and what else I could talk about. But I just, I just started with who am I as a person? What am I like comprised of my experiences and all of that. And which one did I feel was the most important to myself, but it's complicated. Like I I still don't know exactly where I'm taking it, what I'm going to write, what I'm going to say, but that's just where I started. I'm going to jump over to Samantha. So tell us why did you, you know, try do the supplemental applications before your bigger common app essay? I think it definitely is a little bit more straightforward. I think that they're asking less of you. The questions are, the word count is just simply less. The more creative questions sort of allow you to think about your experiences and like one specific extracurricular as opposed to all of them and how that that has shaped you. And I feel like for me, the supplements allow me to reflect on my experiences that can then build up um, into the Common App essay. So writing the common app essay almost requires you to take your identity, morals, interests, and kind of what distinguishes you in the world and put it all in writing. How do you feel being asked to try to boil that down? What do you think about that? Well, I think that it's definitely a big ask. I think that we're giving a lot of ourselves up to like college admissions officers and we're being very vulnerable with them. And I think that's a big part of it. The fact that like they are asking, you know, 12th graders, 17, 18 year olds to just open up to them about their entire lives, people that they will never meet and people that they have never met. And I think that when you go on tours and you see college admissions officers, I think their job is to really tell you that, um, they're going to treat your application with with the most respect that they can. But that being said, they really do look at your application for the first round, like five minutes. To add on to that, a lot of it is evaluating your experiences and what you've gone through as whether or not it would make a good essay, which I don't know how much I agree with that because I think sometimes it can definitely like take away from people's experiences and what they value personally by boiling it down to whether or not an admissions officer thinks that it's an important enough topic or says enough about the person. So I agree. It's definitely a, a big, a big ask. 
and I went through it with two of my sons and we'll have to go through it with my third son. But I think you used a really important word there, Samantha, being vulnerable, right? Like it's, it's really hard to put yourself out there and be vulnerable. Would you write a different essay if you weren't taking the college admissions counselor on the other end into account? That's a very complicated question. That's a really good question. Tell us why. I think when thinking about it and trying to answer those questions and having the admissions counselor in mind, you're trying to convey what's most important to you. I think for me personally, I'd probably write the same essay because I think regardless, it still is what's most important to me. But I I can't speak for other people or for, for Samantha or for anyone because I'm not in anyone else's shoes. But I can say confidently that a lot of essays would not be written the way that they were if admissions officers were not in the picture. I definitely think it would be different because of the way that people perceive their own experiences and the way that admissions officers look at those experiences. I completely agree. I also think that at least I wouldn't spend as much time looking into every specific sentence and just the overall like essay itself. And when it comes down to it, like the nitty gritty and like whether the paragraph makes sense here or there and the word count and that whole aspect of it, I think would matter a lot less to me if I, if the college admissions counselors were out of the picture. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's a lot of what sounds good. How can I phrase this? How can I like put this into words that it's not repeating itself? And it's like grammar and all of that. I feel like it's, it's very focused on that alongside the experience itself. So yeah, everything Samantha said. What advice would you give to other teens who haven't gone through this process yet, specifically on this writing the common app? I guess I think because we are just beginning the process, so I can really look back on like the brainstorming and the starting of the process. You have people that will be happy to read over your essays and will be happy to help you think through ideas. But I think that like truly the ideas that you come up with have to be your own. And for someone to give them to you. I think that while it may seem easier at first, when you're actually writing writing the thought process or writing the idea, it will be really challenging. Like Samantha said, we are very, very early into the process, but just from everything that I've seen so far, I would just like completely agree with everyone who said to start it early because just from what I've even looked at or from what we've we've both looked at, it's a lot of writing and thinking and it takes so much energy and brain power to figure everything out. Like it's not as easy as you look at a question, you have an idea, write it down. You look at a question, spend like hours trying to figure out what you want to say, write it, check it over, make edits, then decide you don't like it, start over, write a whole new draft. And then you have to do that for like 15 schools. There's just so much to do. And one paragraph like takes days, like it can totally take days. And I truly think that over the summer, like this summer before senior year, you need to have time laid out in your summer plans that isn't you go, go, going. Like you, you have a space where you can think and draft and just reflect on like your experiences and just like starting the college process. Such good advice. Any other advice for teens on how to generate an idea, whether it's for the supplemental or for the common app? 
Well, I was talking to a friend the other day who was actually having trouble with the the questions for each college or university. That's like, why this college or university? And the advice that I gave um, her was I said, you need to find like specific programs. Like every college, every university has relatively similar majors and minors. And I think that it's specific programs. For, for example, me specifically, I'm really interested in teaching and education. And so I really look towards specific programs that involve like education when it comes to community service and thinking about how education is important in psychology or criminal justice and just specific programs that universities have. And also like virtual info sessions are really, really helpful. Like you don't have to travel to a destination and tour that college and spend time and resources at that university. But now because of COVID, a lot of colleges and universities have virtual info sessions that can be really helpful for finding info about a college. Samantha's absolutely right. I saw something the other day, but just like a video that I stumbled on. And the person in the video was explaining that the tips that they would give for the like why college essays or just for the essays in general was to go onto the college, the websites for the colleges and find like really specific information or one really specific fact or program or so anything the university or college offered that they found interesting and then write the essay on that specific thing. Um, and I thought that was cool. Like what this person did, they went to UPenn and for one of their essays, they found like a program. Um, I forget exactly what it was. Some, some like science something. And it had, it was the school was the only school that had five different like specific focuses within that program and so they wrote their essay on the fact that the school offered that because that was what they were interested in and they were the only school that had it and so it showed that person's interest in going to the school do you have anything else you'd like to add about the common app essay process it's difficult and long and we have a long way to go what are the things your parents are doing, if any, that are legitimately helpful and you think other parents should do? Space and time to work on it. It's stressful and like that reflects in a lot of other things. And also maybe one weekend I won't be able to go for a like a five hour hike or something because I have a lot of work I need to catch up on and I have to write an essay because it's due whenever. So I think having that understanding and giving me the space and time to think and work on it is is very, very beneficial because I'm sure they have like a million questions about everything that's going on, but we don't have the answers to all of those questions right now. Totally. I was actually going to say space and time. So I completely agree. My parents didn't like get their um, bachelor's degree in the U.S. Like they haven't, they didn't do the college process in the U.S. So they do have a lot of questions for sure about what it looks like. And I think a lot of times sort of lean towards the colleges that um, are like sound bites and that everyone knows and that are sort of like the Ivy Leagues and colleges that are really well known. And I think it's very important to get rid of that stigma because now, especially a lot of schools are becoming more just as ac academically strong as those other colleges. And I think keeping an open mind and just listening to what your child wants to do and what fields they might be interested in totally supporting your child. Like if they are undecided because now so many students are like going into colleges undecided and aren't really sure as to what they want to do in the future. So to reiterate, give you space and time, keep an open mind, listen to what your child wants to do 
and letting go of the idea of what the right school is. What are the things your parents are doing, if any, that are actually unhelpful and you wish they would stop? We could be doing a task that like has truly nothing to do with college, like not related to school education. And my mom will be like, so how's like college apps going? Or just truly bringing up the idea of college, college specific questions, the college application process, like a million times a day, just all the time. And I think that's truly the most unhelpful thing you can do. I think to sort of set a time during the week to do like a check-in and be like, how, how far have you gotten? What's going on here? My mom has definitely given me a lot more space as I've gotten further along, like at the beginning right now of the process. But I think that that can be a really great idea, like a check-in, a designated check-in. For myself, it's been unhelpful. It kind of connects back to what Samantha said before. Like, I am not completely sure about what I want to do in my future. And all I know is what I kind of know that I like right now. But again, I'm a 17-year-old. Like, I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. So questions about like majors and like really specific stuff like that, I'm just not entirely sure where that's going to go. And I'm not supposed to know. And I think my parents kind of have this idea that I'm supposed to know. And like so many people, oh, they know that they want to be a doctor. Oh, they know they want to be X, Y, Z, but I don't. And I don't think a lot of people know what they want to do. So just let me, let me figure that out. There's a lot of things you can do once you're in college to allow you to figure out what you want to do. Yeah, this is such great advice. I'm going to use some of it with my third son to can reiterate what I heard was to not bring it up a million times a day or out of the blue or all the time. Um, and I loved your idea, Samantha, about like a weekly check-in time. I think that's such a great idea, which I'm going to do. You know, I think parents get anxious and they start to bring it up a lot. And then in turn, I can only imagine how that must make you guys feel. Um, So it's great advice, guys. Thank you. What has been your favorite part of the process so far? It's exciting to see all of the opportunities that lie ahead and just the fact that like college is a place with so many opportunities and truly like when you do more research into these colleges these universities they have so much like they have so many clubs and communities and places you can be a part of and so many different things you can learn and I think that that's really exciting how there's just so much to explore and there's so much like waiting for you I think in the future exactly it's the the like the prospect of how much that how much there is that we haven't been exposed to yet and how much there is to learn and discover and to be entering this whole new part of our life in not a super long time is very exciting. But that can be hard, right? And especially going through this process, especially at the beginning of this process, any advice you can give to teens that might be overwhelmed in the process? It's hard to see that when you've been in the same environment for like 17 or 18 years, maybe using that as like a motivating factor, or I know that I I use that as kind of a motivator for working on it, because I know that there's a lot of possibilities that could come out of it. So I guess just reminding myself of that when it gets super stressful, just even just talking to myself about it. I was also going to say that I think 
setting time for yourself, like specific time and to-do lists. I've always been a big fan of like checklists and things like that. Because when you look at um, the whole, all of the essays that need to be done, as Kyla said, it's a lot and it can take a lot of time. So I think setting time limits of yourself and truly like enjoying the rest of your summer and still seeing friends and making time for fun activities while also staying on top of college work can, is really important. Breaking this huge process down into like smaller manageable steps. And like when you're done with this small step, okay, go have fun. Remember to have fun and not try to do it all at once. I think that that's really great advice. Having other teens and parents hear what you guys are saying will help them remember, oh yeah, this is a really exciting time. So we're at the start of this process now. Can you paint a picture for us of what the end of this process looks like for you? I think for a lot of people that are choosing to have an early decision in school, like in the dream world, the process is that you're, you're done like January 1st, like when you find out from your ED school, like you're done and that's it. I think realistically, you're not done until like you've confirmed to a school that you're attending. Because I think even when you do get into multiple schools, then there's the question of, oh, which school is right for me? So I don't think that um, like admissions day is 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 the end. I think it's truly when you've committed to a school and you're happy with the school that you've committed to. I do hope, though, that once everything is submitted, there's at least some stress taken off because then at that point, it's just waiting to hear back from schools. So I think the most of the work is, is done because everything is due in, on like January 1st. So by then, hopefully a lot of the stress is over with. But then it's, you have like a break and then Samantha, what Samantha pointed out is what you have to deal with next. The end of the process is ending up in a school that you're happy with and are looking forward to, to going to. That's the ideal end of the process. So we're going to check in again in a few months. Is there anything that either of you can think of now that you're looking forward to? or dreading about this process between now and October, November when we check in again? I think I'm really nervous about going back to school and having everyone else's anxieties about college on top of mine. And I like, I just know people are going to be talking about it and people are going to be stressing over what schools they've done, which schools they haven't done, how far along they've gotten on a certain essay. And for me, like, that brings me so much stress and anxiety when like the environment I'm in, um, all they can do is like talk about this sort of thing. Exactly what Samantha said. And also balancing everything too. like junior year is supposed to be the most difficult year, but then people say the same thing about the start of senior year. You've got your classes, you've got your extracurriculars, you've got everything starting up again and you've got college applications this time. Everything kind of piled on. That's definitely what I'm dreading, like figuring out how to balance everything and getting through the start of the senior year. Do you have anything you'd like to say to your future self in the midst of this process in October, November? Presenting yourself, yeah, in the way that you want to be seen, but also like, who are you and what do you like? Like, don't do things that you don't like for the sake of colleges, because even from an, an admissions perspective, they see that you don't, don't want to do the activity that you're a part of, but also don't do what you don't want to do just for that sake. Like, it's just not, I just don't feel like that's worth it. And It'll make it that much harder for you to enjoy high school and also like applying for college because you're writing about something that you hate like that. I don't know how enjoyable that would be. So just don't lose yourself in the process. And that also goes for future Kyla to remember as well.
you got it don't give up like two months before everything is due like please keep doing it yeah like keep pushing keep going I think also don't feel that you have to be in every club or everything or every part of your school um just pick the extracurriculars that mean the most to you and the extracurriculars that you value the most Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today and giving us a little bit of insight into your college process. I think this is going to be so helpful for so many parents and teens and you guys are amazing. And I can't wait to talk to you again in a couple months and see where you are in the process. Thank you so much for having us on. Yes, thank you. It was great talking to you. Thanks so much again to Samantha and Kyla for coming on the podcast and sharing so openly about what they're going through. We very much look forward to having them back in the fall. If you're listening to this episode and thinking to yourself, why can't I get my teen to open up and talk to me like that? You're in luck. We recently put together a guide on five things parents can do that will encourage their teens to open up and confide in them. To download it for free, go to www.teenbraintrust.com backslash trustyourteen. Thanks for listening and look for the next installment of our College Process Podcast in early November. November.